It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, how are you doing? Matt Hausman here. Yes, that's right. It's that time again. And today I am excited because I'm going to be interviewing a gentleman by the name of Robert Corey. He is a co-founder of Agile Rainmakers. When I came across uh, his bio and uh, we reached out and connected to have this interview done today, I was intrigued by what he's doing now compared to where he came from. He spent over 20 years in different positions within the financial world. Hedge funds, portfolio manager, operating officer, recruiter, all of those different things that he did for over 20 years in the financial industry to then now started it about four or five years ago, started Agile Rainmakers. And what his firm does, most importantly, is how can interns take advantage of an internship? He actually wrote a book called How to Intern Successfully, Insights and Actions to Optimize Your Experience. And it was very, one of the things I thought was really interesting before we actually started recording was the idea of even looking at internships in high school. Now, before we get to the interview, I do want to throw this out. Robert offered this to anyone that is listening that then they would like to, or they would like their, uh, one of their children to, or grandchildren to take advantage by the book, How to Intern Successfully. You can find it at agilerainmakers.com or simply look it up on Amazon. Either way, you can look to get it there. Is that after you've bought the book, is he's willing to have a 15-minute conversation to hopefully or answer any questions, give you additional strategies based on what you are looking for in your internship. So if this doesn't apply to you, you're like, I'm not looking for an internship, Matt. Forward it to someone who does. Um, I found it intriguing in the conversation that we had that you're getting ready to hear the interview. A lot of good information out there. And as many of us know, is that a successful internship can really catapult us into our career of choice. And he even talks about in the book, things that I think are very instrumental in skills to develop that go beyond just the internship itself and can really help in all areas of creating a successful life. So again, buy the book. You can email him. You can go to his website again, agilerainmakers.com. You can email us, info at smartmoneyquestions.com. If you're speaking to him, make sure that you let him know that you heard the interview on Smart Money Questions podcast. If you email us directly, I will forward that to him. And again, buy the book, have a conversation with him. I think it would be extremely beneficial to whoever would want to take advantage of that. So let's go ahead and let's get to the interview. All right, everyone, I want to go ahead and welcome to the show today, Robert Corey. He is a co-founder of Agile Rainmakers. He's out of Chicago. And the interesting thing when I came across... uh, his bio is that he actually spent almost over 20 years in the financial industry in very different uh, roles. 
And through that, he's actually gone now to where his firm does a lot of advising, uh, especially when it comes to internships. Interestingly enough, before we got on the podcast was the idea of even looking at this in high school. Many people think of it just in college. So, Robert, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks so much, man. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, help us understand. Talk to us about what you have been doing. I know you wrote a book and where internships actually where they were, where they are now and how people can really utilize them to forward their progress as to what you said earlier is to excellence. Well, uh, first off, I think uh, one of the things to acknowledge about internships is uh, there's just the variety of internships that are out there. One of the things I recommend that folks do who are interested in internships is to create one of those uh, automated Google searches on the word internships. And you'll get an email every day with a list of all the internships happening around the country, any article that mentions internships. Very helpful to open up your mind to the number of opportunities out there, whether it's National Park Service or an investment bank or some nonprofit. It's it's incredible how much opportunities out there. In terms of trends, what I think is important to understand is that internships are you know, there are remote ones now. They're, they're more and more paid. Unfortunately, 40% of internships are unpaid, uh, but the, the trend is in the right direction where they're becoming more paid. I think last year, the White House announced, or this past year, the White House announced that they would start paying their interns, uh, which I think is a real positive for everyone involved uh, for, for numerous uh, socioeconomic reasons. In terms of what we do at Agile Rainmakers, when we bring in interns, uh, what we're doing is we're making sure that we have a a plan in place. We have excellent projects that allow the interns to choose which ones they want to work on in particular. They work on all of them, but there are some that they can lead. And uh, we make sure that we're bringing dignity to the whole internship process from the interview all the way until the internship is over and beyond. So that's one thing that I'm focused on is uh, just bringing respect and dignity to the internship, the internship process and where it can go. And I think a lot of people are catching on to the value that can provide both for that student, um, but also for the organization as well in terms of enhancing its recruiting efforts and its reputation in the marketplace. So with that being said, what should a firm, let's say like ours, that would look to bring on an internship, how would we create the uh, a culture that's not only good for ourselves and our firm to move forward, but then also the intern themselves? Number one thing is get organized. Make sure that you as an organization are organized so that things are where they're supposed to be and there's clear roles and responsibilities. It's hard to bring in someone and to the organization and you're not organized yourself. So, you know, clean things up, just get it ready like you're having a guest. Uh, Second is have a plan. You know, are you going to, when, how are you going to find these interns? Make sure you have a a sound plan that everyone agrees on and execute on that plan with integrity. So one of the things we do is, you know, let's say we have someone who agrees to intern with us in January for the summer. Part of our plan is to get to know them a little bit before June 1 when they start. So our plan would include every six to eight weeks, having a 30-minute conversation with the student, sharing what's happening at Agile Remakers, and finding out what's going on with their college, 
with sports, activities, whatever, just get related. And that way, part of the plan is to have a relationship with the student when they show up so that day one, you can hit the ground running. The next is have clear projects in mind and make sure that they have access to data, access to a, a computer, whatever, because a lot of times they show up and they want to get going. They want to they actually contribute and do something. And it can't be that they have to wait you know, three or four days or a week or whatever for something that easily could have been done before they show up. So being organized, having a plan, creating a relationship, making sure you're ready with projects. Those are some of the things that would really enhance the, the entry of a student into your organization as an intern. When you're actually doing that, because you, you do advising across many different industries, are they coming in for a, you, you said they get to pick, is it a, a specific subject maybe that they're going to school for? And that's the, uh, that's the firm or the internship that they're going to want to do. But you also mentioned that they can do multiple projects. What's the best for them? Or what do you find that are, are what are they choosing? What they're choosing when they sign up to intern with Agile Rainmakers, what they're choosing is to get broad experience in a lot of different industries. So when they arrive, first of all, I, I won't have one intern. I'll have about four or five or even six. And they work as a team together on all the clients. So I don't offer full-time jobs. They can. The, there's nothing to compete for. So they get to work collaboratively with each other learn from each other, and then work on a myriad number of projects, ranging from a fastener company to a crypto company to a healthcare company, etc. So it could be a whole lot of different things. And so what I've figured out is students today, they're all multitaskers, okay? If you're talking to a, a, someone in college, chances are they've got 15 apps open, they've got four or five chats going on, and they're talking to you. I mean, they, they are such great multitaskers. So I reasoned, it's probably best to have multi-projects to match how they are and how they think, and not, not to resist it, but to work with it. And so I'll have a team of interns work on numerous projects together. And if there's some that really interests someone, they'll Go ahead and be the team lead, but everyone's working on that project together. My goal with them is to keep the internship as much of a learning process as possible, keep it interesting. If they hit a roadblock with one project, no problem. They multitask and switch to a different project and to monitor and provide advice along the way. And I think culturally for any company, any organization that wants to host interns, these days, I would not have them work on one project, have them work on at least two or three so that they can stay busy whenever any little roadblock shows up. And I think that is where they get the most value and you do as well. Matt, I can also expand a little bit on some of the things we've learned to do to make sure that they get the most out of their day. Would you like me to expand? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So we have some simple rules, but we really, we really focus on implementing those rules with integrity. So one of the rules the interns have is we work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. They're not allowed to work before 9 a.m. or after 5 p.m. They're not allowed to work over the weekend. They've got to get their work done between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Why? Well, 
that keeps them from surfing the web, that keeps them from chatting, wasting time, things like that. It's really intense and focused, and they get things done as quickly as possible because they don't have a ton of time. So we, in a way, you could consider it like we're boxing them in to be as productive as they can be. So that's one thing. And, you know, people say, oh, why? What if they want to work longer? Well, look, if an intern is passionate about the sync business and we have a client that sells sinks and they read about sync, the sync business and, you know, they, they, they love it and they, you know, they want to know all about the different kinds of sinks and all that, you know, on their free time, go right ahead. But if it's not a passion, it's not something that they would do otherwise, then we ask that they not do anything after hours. So that's one one piece of it. Another piece that we do is uh, we make sure to check in every day. So we start at 9 a.m. with a team meeting, going over our mission, our values. We align. We figure out what we're going to do during the day. And then off they go. Around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we have our end-of-day meeting. Why 3 o'clock? Because when I interned, I remember at about three o'clock, I would just crash. And that's something like we don't really fully appreciate. You and I, Matt, we'll work an eight-hour day, no problem. These students, they're used to breaks during the day. They're not used to an eight-hour day. And I figured out, well, you know what? If we have our end-of-day gathering at three in the afternoon, then we can talk about what got done, what didn't get done. And then we can have like an hour and a half sprint to get some more work done by the end of the day at five and then and then end it. So it becomes a productivity boost to have the end of day meeting at three and to go and look at what's gotten done and what's left to do that day. So those are just a couple of things that we've learned to, to implement to, to help the students focus intensely, get great work done and minimize that afternoon kind of crash and burn that, uh, well, in fact, some of us uh, adults who work for decades from our experience too, we want to we want to make sure that the interns have the best chance to, to do as much productive work as they can. Yeah, that's really good because that means they're being very, or they're learning to be efficient with their time if they do have the, the time frame on when they need to get things done. One of the things I wanted to ask you, because I, I was intrigued when we first spoke uh, before recording, is the idea of being in high school and doing an internship. What does that look like? Quite frankly, I've I've never heard of that. It uh, occurred to me when I had the Junior Economic Club, which is an outstanding organization. They reached out and wanted to do a a talk about internships themselves. These are high school students, but boy, they're they're hungry go-getters and they're bright. And so I did a talk with them about internships and you know, if you look closely at, at some of the internships out there, they are open to high school students. Now, tends to be, you know, the upperclassmen in the high school years, you know, juniors and seniors. And why not? I mean, the students today, they are digital natives. They can tell you things about social media you and I would never know. If you have one gray hair, uh, you, you <laughs> do not know as much as these guys do about social media, the trends, marketing, et cetera. And that can really be beneficial to the organization, whether you're a nonprofit or you know, a for-profit company. It doesn't, doesn't matter. They know things you don't. They see stuff you don't. And so that's something that I think is on the table to have a, a high school junior or senior interning with your organization and 
why not? They'll be super grateful and they'll learn a lot. And I think so will the, the company as they look at the kind of work that they do. And then when you move into the college, uh, college age is when should they be looking to get involved with internships? Should it be like their junior year of college? Should they be looking as a freshman in college? When is the best opportunity for them, if anything, to start, especially maybe in their field of study, to find out, is this really what I want to do? I recommend as soon as possible with a caveat. It's not a it's not a pressure thing. It's not a you must do it or things aren't going to turn out. I think one of the misperceptions among a lot of college students is, is that internships are a must. And if they don't get the internship at, let's say, the big investment bank they always wanted, then they're not going to get a the full-time job they want or their career isn't going to turn out and all that. So when you're ready, and this is why I wrote a book, okay? It, the book allows you to self-reflect, really get to know yourself and start the process of discovering who you are and what you like to do and start out there networking, starting with family, starting with alumni, high school alumni, college alumni that are warm voices and reaching out to learn in an inter informational interview setting, what do they do all day? And then making it be a research project at first, figure out what goes on out there and then coming back later and saying, hey, you know what, I've really talked to a lot of people, I've done some meeting and I'd like to have another conversation with you about what you do in the manufacturing industry or the financial industry or marketing or consulting and, and then start to look at if there are any internships. So like everything else, the sooner the better, if it speaks to you, if it's something you see doing and you want. Now, when you're a junior, um, you know, there's a little more weight on getting an internship that summer if possible. And part of the reason is roughly 50% of uh, full-time offers are going to come from the summer internship. So there's a little math to it. It's about 70 to 80% of your junior year internships, you'll get an offer. And about 70 to 80% will be accepted. So roughly 56% will end up being where you work full-time based on the junior internship. But again, I say that it's it's just how the numbers are, um, but it's not cut in stone, and it's not something that if it doesn't happen, it's a problem. It's just the opportunity of internships and where it can lead. And I really want to emphasize that internships are an opportunity for learning and growth and, and career uh, foundational networking and fulfillment. So actually with, with that thought in mind, are, is what you're looking to do and, and help the students as they're going through the internship really concentrate more on the learning aspect than just that, hey, listen, almost 60% get an offer and that's really what I'm looking for? Yes. I, I Look, everyone's different. In my view is you're in college. You're, you're not even 22 years old, typically. Although, you know, you could be getting your master's, but you're, typically you're, you're not even 22. You know, learn, discover, see what's out there. And, you know, have the internship be your opportunity to grow in ways you wouldn't have otherwise. Yes, there's career implications. And if you think about it and you're 
very much um, affable, likable, if you're hungry to learn and grow, those will naturally happen. Focus on the learning though, okay? That's the key. And it's not just learning the technical aspects of some job, it's the people aspects. How do you ask questions? How do you manage upward? You don't wanna go to your manager every 10 minutes asking questions, right? How do you do that, right? How do you make sure the relationship stays with some continuity after the internship ends, right? You don't wanna just be reaching out only when you need something. Hey, could you write me a letter of recommendation? Hey, could you be my reference, right? You want us to stay in communication periodically afterwards, sharing updates. Here's what I'm up to. Here's what's happening in school. It could be four or five lines, but it's a delight for the manager that you intern for to read and, and know. And that manager could end up being an advocate for you in, in the industry that you're interested in. Keeping the door open, not just with people, but also mentally, like how you're learning. I think that's, for me, a very important aspect of an internship. And it's something I would emphasize more, the growth and the learning more so than this. these are the things you do. Here's my checklist of what you do to get a full-time job. I mean, if you focus on the learning and the growth, the full-time job, in my view, the odds go up for that in your career as the internship ends. That's how I look at it. So actually, I'm sure you already do this, but help us understand when it, you're coming or the interns are coming to the end of this particular project or their internship, what should they be doing? Maybe like you mentioned, already documenting how they were learning, what they liked, what they didn't like, but what really is going to help propel them maybe to get to that 50, 60% mark where they're going to be looking for something that's going to offer full-time? One of the things we do is uh, we have a what we call our closeout. So roughly three weeks before the internship ends, we look at what's left to do and can we get it done? And if not, how do we bring it to closure in some way? So one of the most important things I think is towards the end of the internship, start planning how you're going to complete the internship. What are the things that are gonna get done? What are the things that are not gonna get done? and get in communication. That's really key. You don't wanna have it all come to a head on the very last day and folks are left with, oh, well, this wasn't done as well as it could have, or we omitted this. And you know, next week you're, you're back in school or whatever. So the key thing in, in my view is to get in communication weeks in advance before the internship ends and start talking to your manager, whoever you need to, your mentor, and start wrapping things up and making sure that things are done as well as possible. That's key. And then I would also recommend as the internship is ending, see if you can schedule some conversation or some follow-up weeks later or a month later, just to stay in communication and keep the relationship going with that manager or mentor or whoever. That's also very important. It demonstrates that you care about them in the relationship. And it's not just for you transactional. Hey, I'm here at XYZ and I'm here just to get my full-time offer, which I'm then going to shop around or whatever. No, it's I'm, I care about my relationship and I, wh wherever I end up, I want to make sure that you know that I, I value what I've learned here. I value the connectedness that we have. 
And I plan to continue that uh, throughout my career. And whether I end up back here or somewhere else, because as you know, Matt, uh, folks, their careers, it's a big game of musical chairs. I mean, we've all had different jobs and roles and, you know, it just kind of goes around and comes around. You may not know that really yet when you're in college, but that is how it is. And, you know, your uh, your manager uh, someday could be your colleague. They could be a vendor you're using. They could be uh, they could be uh, a part of a, a regulatory agency or they could be somebody you're banking with or, you know, who knows where they end up in the industry. You want to make sure you keep that relationship going over time. That'll help. And I think it helps as it's wrapping up that you emphasize that I'm a big fan of handwritten thank you notes. Mm-hmm. Far better than a thank you email and a thank you text. It's uh in a lost art. Some people disagree. That's fine. We shouldn't all think the same way. What a ha- handwritten thank you note does, it's something that's physical. It's tangible. It's permanent. They read it. They get uh, your appreciation for what they've done for you. It's a rare thing. If they get it in the mail, you know, what a beautiful thing to get in the mail besides the junk mail and the bills. Wow, look, a nice thank you note. Mm-hmm. They don't get these anymore. It's memorable. So those are some of the things that you might want to think about towards the end of the internship. Gotcha. Well, listen, before we uh, sign off today, is there anything else? I want to make sure we get your book out. So it's How to Intern Successfully, Insights and Actions to Optimize Your Experience. Um, is there anything else you would want to share with our audience? Absolutely. I think, first of all, Matt, thanks for having me on. You know, one of the, the things that I'm committed to is bringing dignity to the whole internship conversation. And what I mean by that is if 40% of internships aren't, aren't paid still, that there's no dignity in that. If students show up and there's no plan, no project set up, uh, there's no dignity in that. If uh, we never get back to them when they send a resume in or they interview and we don't get back, there's no dignity in that. So I'm, I'm committed that there's dignity in the internship process and that the student who becomes the intern uh, has the opportunity to contribute in a way that is highly valuable to the organization. So that, that's the first thing I want to say and how to intern successfully. A lot of it you could say is about the student getting out of their own way. Um, and as you know, when, when we were teens, we got in our own way a lot, and you know, they even in our early 20s. And the opportunity here is to get out of your own way and to start expanding uh, who you are. The other thing I want to emphasize in how to intern successfully is there's lots of exercises for self-reflection, meditation, and the intention there is to reduce the anxiety that these students feel today intensely. So let's reduce the anxiety and let's get in the mode of taking action and being strong in the face of any failures that we may face. Um, Students today, I think when they intern, they think the employer is expecting perfection. And if they wanted perfection, they'd hire someone with five years experience. The employer knows you're an intern. They know you're going to make mistakes. You need to know that too and be okay with it. So part of the book also is to free up a student 
who wants to intern to take any failures in stride and keep moving forward. And that's a lot of it. So, um, you know, I wrote the book to make a difference. And I think how to intern successfully makes a difference uh, for students to get the most out of their internships and to contribute and really um, view themselves as the future leaders that we know they are. Well, and one thing I would say is that those skills that you just mentioned can really carry forward even way beyond the internship itself into their careers, their personal relationships. All of that becomes, um, in my opinion, very important for overall success. So I would definitely agree with you there. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, one of the things we didn't talk much about is listening. And if you're really good at listening and you're asking questions and you're genuinely interested in others and you're you're relatable and you share, you connect, you know, these these are the things that will definitely help you no matter what industry you go into. We all want to do business with people that listen and ask us questions that have us really think about who we are and what we're doing and where we're going. And I think the more we look at internships in that vein versus just, you know, a rite of passage or something I have to do to get a job, the better. The more we we use it as a building block in our career with relationships to build, skills to gain, whether they're soft or technical, you know, that's only going to serve us uh, in the future. So, Matt, you're exactly right. Uh, the, the the opportunity of internships can't be overstated. Well, good deal. Well, listen, I want to thank you for being here, everybody. Um, again, Robert Corey, and that is Agile Rainmakers. And you guys got the book. So listen, thank you again for joining us, everyone. I hope this has been valuable for you today. If you have anything you want to reach out to us about, please come to smartmoneyquestions.com or speakwithmatt.com. You can schedule a time right there. Listen again. Thanks again, Robert. Thank you, Matt.